You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the church, the word, and our risen Savior, Jesus. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of our listeners. Welcome back to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. My name's Chica. And this is Jay. We are flesh versus fruit in goodness today, Jay. So let me pray, and we're going to get started. Heavenly Father, we are good because of you. And in today's discussion, Lord, I ask that you bring your spirit into this so that we can figure out, find out, and walk out your will in all we do. Lord, I ask that you give the listeners ears to hear as well as just surround their hearts, Lord, so that if this is something or if there's some things that we touch on today that is not good for them to hear, that you can have them openly receive it. We love you very much in your son Jesus's name. Amen. Amen. All right, Jay. So let's have a go. What is up with goodness for you? At the moment we're recording this, it's a really difficult time in the world. There's not a lot of goodness spread around. We've got war in Eastern Europe. Really horrifying to see that. There's just so much anger and bitterness in the world. And it's it's really the opposite of what this particular fruit of the Spirit gets at. So it's a good time to be talking about goodness. You know, it's it's fair to acknowledge the world has always had a lot of tension. There's always war. There's always these things going on. And for believers, for Christians, the more we can exercise this particular fruit, the more we can really stand against all that the world structures are bringing when it comes to those sorts of things. And so I'm, I'm excited to unpack this because it can be easy to get caught up in the moment, even as believers, and lose sight of things and become angry and bitter and frustrated, really want to go fight something. And we got to step back and say, well, what what is the Bible calling us to what does Jesus say about these things? Because Jesus talked openly about you know, what the world is like and what we can expect as believers around war and famine and disease and all this stuff. Mm. And in the midst of all of that, Jesus was like, but here's your response, right? And the fruit of the Spirit is really a good example of what our response to the world is supposed to be, no matter what is going on. So this is really a, a good moment for, for believers to step back and take an inventory of the fruit in their own life, and then make a conscious decision on how am I going to walk forward in this season when everybody around me at work, in my own family, in my social circles, you know, may really have a lot of tension and anger and other things going on as they respond to what's happening in the world. You know, crazy inflation, gases, you know, I, at prices I've never seen in my life. You know, I'm 47 years old. I've never seen anything like this. This is a good moment to really be talking about the fruit, and and the more we can walk it out as believers, the more impact we can have. High five. I heard yesterday my child walked in and said, you know, Dad, the only gas you can get for under $2 is Taco Bell right now. <laughs> oh, man. I'm like, way to put perspective on that. <sighs> but I, I feel you, Jay. And, you know, I think that as you as you say scripture, for me, when I, when I step straight back into it, uh, and I think about this idea of goodness, I realized that through scripture, everything that I looked up for goodness, it really pointed to us already being in a goodness deficit. Like we are not good. I mean, it, at, at the fall, we, it was determined that we're not good. If we go straight to Romans, Romans seven eighteen says, for I know that nothing good dwells in me that is in my flesh. 
for I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. So I think about that as you just painted this beautiful cultural perspective of where we are right now. And you and I grew up in the 90s where positive thinking was so grand, right? And as I say to my kids, as much as you positively think your laundry to be done, you can't necessarily positive think it to be done, right? Just like the scripture says there, we can't think that we're good because we are not. You know, the the Bible makes this illusion not even an illusion. The Bible really, really talks about three aspects of our lives, that we are spirit, soul, and body. That's that's the three things we're made up of. And in our soul relies our heart, our mind, and our will. So our, our choices, how we think, and then what's inside of our heart. And, and when Paul's talking there, he's talking about, hey, my body, my physical body, like there's not a lot of good there in this fallen world. It has all kinds of lusts and it has all kinds of appetites. My spirit, man, is connected to the Holy Spirit, and so it is the embodiment of goodness. And goodness here in the fruit of the Spirit isn't speaking to things like, man, those French fries were really good, or that was a really good movie. What the fruit of the Spirit is alluding to is holiness or godliness, right? Goodness equals holiness or godliness. That resides in my spirit. And in my soul, my heart, mind, and will, that's where I get to make a choice. So I can either choose my flesh, as Paul's talking about, and then not good things are going to happen, right? If I choose my flesh, I will let all my anger and bitterness out about what's going on in the world or how I feel about people or all this kind of stuff. But if I allow my spirit man to control what's going on in my heart, goodness flows out of there. And, and then if I allow the goodness to flow out of my heart through the connection of the Holy Spirit, then what's going to come out in my words and my deeds is going to look totally different. Then if I allow my goodness, I'm using air quotes, nobody can see that, to flow out of my flesh, which is what Paul's talking about. So Paul says, yeah, man, my flesh is not good. But the reality is, prior to Jesus Christ, my heart was also not good. But then I get a new heart. The Bible says Jesus comes after we accept him, and he puts a new heart in us, right? And we're able to reconnect to our spirit man and allow our spirit man to flow through our heart, mind, and will, which then comes out in our flesh, and we look totally different. So I said, I said a lot there, but it goes back to that point you're making, which is I have I have to make a choice to exercise the fruit of the Spirit. This is not just going to come out of me. I have to choose to let it out of me by actively pursuing the Holy Spirit and allowing the goodness or holiness to come out in my actions, in my words. It's a conscious choice. You know, Jay, I was just reading scripture earlier this morning around this, and Paul says it again in Philippians, where in Philippians 3, he says, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by the Spirit, there's your word, who boast in Jesus Christ and who put no confidence in the flesh through I myself have reasons for such confidence. And then you jump back to Romans where we were before, and he says, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with knowledge and competent to instruct one another. I love how you tie that back to the, the spirit man, Jay. You know, some of this stuff, you really have to slow yourself down. And, and the pace of our world is so insane, Chiga, that it can be difficult to connect back into what's going on in the kingdom. And as believers, the biggest challenge we face is our power derives from our connection to God and walking with God and having a conversational daily relationship with God. Relationships are fed by communication and community. And we have to do the same thing with God. So if we get caught up in the pace of the world, right, which our flesh loves to do. 
<laughs> like our flesh wants to operate at the pace of the iPhone. It loves it, right? It wants to just consume all that stuff. And, but God doesn't operate there. That's not where he's at. And so if we have to find a way to slow down or we won't be able to access these fruits of the spirit and make that choice because only through our communion with God. And that's not like a weird, holy, I'm going to go in a closet and pray. Like that's a good thing to go in a closet and pray and have that kind of time. But God's a person, right? Jesus is a person and he's alive. That's what we believe. If you're a believer, you're really stating that I believe in the resurrection of Christ. I believe Jesus is alive today. I believe he's a person. Well, what with our best friends, what do we do? We call them on the phone. We text them. We hang out with them. We talk with them. We walk with them. That's what Jesus is looking for. And as we do that, as we talk with God throughout the day, then we get closer to being able to exercise the fruit of the Spirit. This particular fruit, goodness, you know, the question you have to ask yourself, or I ask myself, is, well, how do I know if I'm getting any more of that? Because I will tell you, and Chica, you know me pretty well, I easily slip into the flesh, right? I, I just my own wiring I'm, I'm hyper, I, I'm fast, I, I'm happy to have lots of tasks in front of me. You know, I have to really slow down. And so I sometimes wonder, like, am I getting better at this? I don't even know. Well, here's a couple of easy ways you can know if the goodness fruit is growing in you. One, you'll become more compassionate. You'll become more compassionate towards people. And that's an easy question to ask yourself. When you, when you think about the homeless, how do you feel about them? Regardless of why they're homeless, doesn't matter. How do you feel? Or when you see things that will require you to slow down and get involved, how do you feel? Here's another way to know. Are you becoming more other focused? Are you becoming more other focused? Are you thinking about other people? Are you willing to spend time with people? Are you willing to give more? These are, these are direct indicators of this particular fruit. When you're growing in it, you'll find that you're more giving. You give outrageously. You'll find that you're willing to invest. You want to invest time. A really good example, Chicken, you know, you know this story pretty well. We talk about it all the time. A really good example in the Bible of this fruit on display is the story of the Good Samaritan. And I know you love that story. I love that story. Think about the things he did. He slowed down. He invested in this guy that was beaten and smelly by the side of the road. He took him to an inn. He told the guy, Don't doesn't matter what it costs. I'll be back in a few days. Spend whatever you got to spend and take care of him. You know, he does. He's outrageously giving. He's super compassionate on the guy after religious people had walked by him bleeding in the street. I mean, those that's a really good example of what biblical goodness looks like. So, Jay, I, I want to grab what you just shared there and bring it back to, to me as a listener. Bring it back to that. Thank you, by the way. That was really, really good. When, when I walk around and, you know, us in the corporate world, we talk often about recognizing others. We talk often about celebrating others. And there are, there are studies out there right now that say, hey, if you celebrate another person or if you praise another person or if you do good for another person, you feel good as well, right? And <laughs> I, I think of this idea of for it is the God who works in me or you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So as a believer in the corporate marketplace at home, God is working within me to fulfill his good purpose through my good works. I think about doing the dishes or taking out the trash and how sometimes I despise that. But but as a husband or as a father or as a person sometimes, sometimes I'm walking through my house and I get this little nudge and it says, you should take out the trash. And I'm like, I don't want to take out the trash. And then I go take out the trash and I go, huh, that's something strange. I didn't do that. 
I think that's the Holy Spirit nudging you. And I think that's the fruit of the spirit growing in you, right? If you want to break down goodness to its essence, the goodness fruit is really about excellence of character. And what you're seeing right there, like in that nudging is your character growing, right? So you are becoming more other focused when you feel that nudge. The fact that you could even feel the nudge and acknowledge it is, is evidence that the fruit of the spirit is growing in you. You heard it. Then when you take action on it, that's evidence of your character growing because you're becoming more other focused because you know, if you don't take that trash out, who's going to have to do it? It's going to be your wife. And, and are you going to leave that to her? Are you going to walk by the trash? I think the Holy Spirit's kind of always whispering to us, right? And as we become more in tune with God through our, through our relationship with him, through working on growing these through, through an act of our will, where we choose to grow these fruits that we've been talking about, we'll hear him more. Right, we'll hear him more. God is the still small voice. He's not the screaming text message of the world. So God's not in gonna... caps, right? In caps. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. When when you hear something screaming at you in caps, it's a pretty good bet that's coming from the kingdom of darkness or it's coming from the world. It's probably not coming from God. You know, he's whispering to you all the time. And so what I love about your example, Chica, is as your character grows and your fruit grows, and you go, Should I take the trash out? Pretty soon. You won't even think about taking the trash out as a conscious thought. You'll just be walking through taking the trash out. And this is what I love. When you look at Jesus, all the fruits of the Spirit just flow off him like as a natural rhythm of his life. He's walking around. What, what, what did we say? We say one of the things you can tell when the fruit is growing with you is you will invest time. What's so neat about Jesus is he's a very busy guy. He's busier than any of us will ever understand busy to be. Great crowds are following him everywhere. It's chaos around him at all times. And people are always hustling him along, right? The disciples are always trying to hustle him along. Jesus, we got to get here. Jesus, we got to go there. People are doing this. People are doing that. But in the midst of all that chaos, he'll like all the time slow down and stop and look at someone very specifically in the crowd and take a moment and say, how are you? How can I help you? What do you want me to do for you? And, and, you know, there's so many times that happens and the disciples are like, boss, boss, what are you doing? We don't have time for this. We got to get over there and raise some person from the dead. You don't have time for this. And Jesus is like, not even acknowledging that. He is mm. straight up just with the person in need, looking at them and like, what do you need from me right now? It's so beautiful. And it's such a great example of this fruit. I think coming out of this conversation, Jay, one of the, the learnings that I've had is I, we, need to slow down and realize we can't do this on our own. The, the, the goodness is not in us. We need that fruit. The, the fruit of goodness is this idea of stopping and, and validating that it is him. It is him. It is him at all, at all costs, right? And that he empowers us to be good, not the other way around. We're not just a good person. Oh boy, I think I just opened up that, that whole <laughs> Pandora's box of what we've talked about. Uh... is. Well, Chica, I'm a good person. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. I'm a good person. You know, can't we all just get along? Well, I mean, I don't know. If you watched World History, I was listening to John Eldridge's podcast the other day, and he made this allusion to John Lennon, who was like, we don't need religion. We don't need God. We don't need all of that. We could just be good. And John Eldridge was like, no, actually, not really. Have you looked at world history? Like, we're not very good if we don't allow the fruit of God to flow through us by our conscious choice. Now, we really do need God. We really do need to allow this because otherwise, left to our own devices in this current state of the fallen world, oh boy. Uh, not so good. <laughs> so for the listeners, Jay, 
you know, coming back to your original comments about today's world and, and where we sit, what, what would be some takeaway steps you would think, thinking of goodness as a fruit? Well, Chica, you know me pretty well. So you know how much I struggle with this kind of stuff and to slow down and to really take time to do this. Uh, for me, and this is really challenging in the United States right now in this current age, but for me, it starts with finding space, even if it's only three to five minutes, to just stop and do nothing. And really think about this. Don't stop and try to create a holy space, put on some music and I'm going to journal. Like just turn your phone off and just sit in your chair for like five minutes and in a quiet place and ask God, what are you up to in my life right now? Your brain is probably going to go nuts. Do something, do something, turn something on, read something like engage, engage. I, my, I would invite people to just start with trying to practice a little bit of silence in your day and allowing God to start to speak to you. And I don't know how long it will take for God to break through for you in that moment, but that that would be a good place to start. Jay, I think again of Philippians 2.13 where it says, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. So what you just said there, what stood out for me as I'm silent is to, you know, pray and and ask and receive, but also come from a place of I'm dependent on you, Lord. I'm humbled before you, Lord, because I can't do this on my own. And more so, I'm appreciative of everything that you do that is good that flows through me because of you. Yeah, I love that. And maybe I could wrap up by by saying, you know, there's this really great story in the Old Testament about Elijah the prophet. And he uh, he had just done some amazing miracles of God. And, and then the queen says, well, as a result of that, I'm going to kill you. And instead of leaning on God, who had just demonstrated his power in incredible ways through Elijah, Elijah freaks out and he runs. He runs. He runs far, far away, like physically. And anyway, on this journey, God is like trying to reach him and help him. And at one point, Elijah's hiding out in a cave. And... And all this stuff is going on, and, and the Bible is talking about how God is trying to reach him. And there was a storm, and it says, but God was not in the storm. And there was this crazy thing happening and that crazy thing happening, and but God wasn't in this, but God wasn't in that. And then there's silence. And then it says in that moment, and God was in the silence. And what, once Elijah was able to embrace the silence, Chica, he heard from God. And Unreal. then everything changed for him. So, you know— it is a challenge to get back to silence in this world, but that is where I would invite all of our listeners to start. Chica, you and I have been talking about that. We've been trying to practice that. And in that practice, you and I have been able to hear more clearly from God. So um, that's what I, that's what I would advise. Isn't, isn't it awesome? To be good, be silent. <laughs> wow, I think our parents tried to tell us that when we were a kid. <laughs> be good. Don't say anything. <laughs> So we do invite you, if you feel so moved, to practice a little bit of silence this week. If you feel moved by the Holy Spirit, try and practice a little bit of silence, and let's see what comes out of that. Let's see if you find that still, small voice of God. So Chica, let me pray us out. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity and the technology to have these conversations. Whether nobody's listening or a few people are listening, I know that Chica and I, God, we, we are learning so much about you just having these conversations, and we're grateful for that. Lord, we pray over the world. We pray over the people of Ukraine and Russia as they go through this difficult, difficult time. And for all those hurting around the globe, God, may your presence be with them. May they find you in the still, 
small, quiet spaces of their lives. Amen.